0: The Rudy Giuliani show good afternoon this is Rudy Giuliani and this is the Rudy Giuliani show and we are in New York City uh, today and're uh, the same city in which the uh, trial is going on uh, in, involving or I guess it's almost near the end involving uh, <laughs> fraud without a loss which um, kind of redefines about a thousand years of anglo-american history you know the crime of fraud uh, is premised on a loss and the fact that there was no loss here m- makes this one of the few times that or only one i know of but i can't say never because never is a long time in a thousand years but the, i've never heard of a loss a case of fraud brought without a loss. So you put that case in one category, a presidential candidate, the leading Republican candidate for president, the leading candidates for president right now in the polls is being prosecuted or being pursued uh, in a case that has never been brought by anybody else, against anybody else. Uh, then the next one is the one involving the the. Non-disclosure agreements. I've never heard of anyone being prosecuted on that theory, that somehow it was a crime for him to negotiate with a woman who alleges that he had an affair with her. He denies it. She says he did it. Uh, They reach an agreement, and he pays her money, and they agree uh, to remain uh, silent about it. Now, uh, in in many, many different contexts, uh, I didn't handle many cases like that, but I did handle a lot of economic cases. A non-disclosure agreement is just uh, part of the case. Again, I've never heard of anyone prosecuted for that. Uh, And it also seems to me the statute of limitations has run. It's over five years ago. Uh, So, again, he's being prosecuted uh, for something that nobody else has been prosecuted for. And he just happens to be running for president of the United States and is the leading candidate on the Republican ticket. And this is the second Democratic politician prosecuted. So we have um, we have the attorney general who ran on a platform of I'm going to get Trump, which should have disqualified her. Uh, the Bar Association should have disbarred her, but they only want to go after me. Uh, but Bragg uh, said he was going to get him. Uh, then then we move on to uh, the District of Columbia, where if you're a Republican just don't even announce it when you come into the city because they may arrest you. I've had the the uh, unfortunate uh, experience of representing a student in the D.C. system who was tortured for being a Trump uh, supporter and got an idea of how deep the Trump derangement syndrome is. It's the r- reason why it's the only place where uniformly those judges who have kind of gone off their rocker uh, have given these January 6th uh, people more money, uh, more, more time than the, uh, rabid prosecutors wanted. Uh, just see how often that happens. And tell me they're not, uh, uh, biased, prejudiced. You, you can't, I mean, let's just be straight with each other and not, uh, and, and not, uh, politically correct. You can't get it. If you're a Republican, you're not getting a fair trial in the District of Columbia. Okay? And if I'm your lawyer, I'd have to tell you that or it'd be malpractice. It's not going to happen. They've shown no indication that they have the capacity to get beyond their brainwashed situation. And certainly with regard to January 6th and all the cases involving Trump or Trump people, which, of course, would include me and plenty of others, Navarro, lots of other people. So there's another case that is um, only Trump, nobody else ever been prosecuted, For whatever the hell it is that that he's prosecuting him for there, Um, what the heck is it? It's um, contending that the election was stolen, based on facts that were given to him, alleging it, which he has he had a right to believe, and he did believe. I I mean that's ridiculous. Is it not? You may not agree with him. I do. I was there. I mean, I probably understand it even better. But whether you believe him or not, he did. And you have, you have a right to contest an election. I mean, it was close.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> he was ahead in all in the places that he contested on the night of the election. He had leads that normally that normally result in a in a in the media calling the state for you. You don't find it somewhat coincidental that every one of them went to not not three out of four, not four out of five. Five out of five went to Biden. One of them, uh Trump was ahead by five by eight hundred thousand votes. You don't think he's gonna come away kind of thinking I, I think I won that one and, and fight it? And you go to jail for that. He's not going to jail for that. They're putting him in jail because they can't beat him. And they are um Complete fascists. They don't believe in democracy. They're not willing to rely on you to make the decision. Yeah, so now, so now we got the third Democrat. This one with a history of being unethical. This one with a history of acting like a goon as a lawyer uh, against a senator whose career he ruined, and then the case was reversed nine nothing in the Supreme Court. Or governor, rather, the case was reversed nine nothing in the Supreme Court. Uh, with some of the comment about how uh crooked he is, how unethical he is. And that's the guy that um, that our uh disreputable attorney general picked to do it. You, you don't pick a guy like that if you're looking for a fair trial. The guy doesn't know how to do a fair trial. He's been cited by the Supreme Court as one of the prime examples of a prosecutor that doesn't give fair trials, and you pick him for Trump. So now we got three, all Democrats. All Democrat, rabid Democrat. And then we end up in one of the most crooked cities in America, Atlanta. One of the most crooked counties in that city, Fulton. Going to jail there is the politicians. Oh, it happens a lot. Uh, can't imagine how many are under investigation. And, and there he's being charged with contesting the election. He doesn't have a right to do that. He doesn't. Have, he doesn't have a right to have lawyers who come up with theories that that that. Oh, you might not agree with, uh, but theories that uh, even are um, uh, challenging. Uh, that get him to the result of winning the election. I mean, that's what, that's what representing someone's about. No one changed the facts. People argued from those facts. I mean, they call they call the uh, the electors. Phony electors. No, they weren't. They were alternative electors. No one claimed that those electors were going to be, uh, sad as electors unless the legislature deliberately changed the vote. They were alternatives and, and they're based on a model that comes from, uh, in their party, St. John Kennedy. I mean, that, this is, this, this, uh, this is what Nixon did and Kennedy approved of it over Hawaii that was contested in their election and at the time of the, and I may have it backwards, at the time of the electoral college I believe the state was awarded to Nixon and Kennedy had alternative uh, uh, delegates as electors and he had them because if between then and the time of the inauguration a court reversed, he would not have had, uh, he would not have gotten any of the votes. The votes would have gone null and void. And that might have been enough to affect the election because it, it might change the number on which you decide the majority. So he had people as standby electors and they were qualified. And it helped him win the election. It didn't, it turned out he didn't need them in the long run. But at the time that he was doing it, he thought he would. But it was considered t- pot- totally proper and done. And neither Kennedy nor Nixon complained about it in an election that was, you know, as close as this one and, and an election in which there were um, fair allegations of sev- serious improprieties that have never been resolved. We, I'm not going to tell you I know they're true or not. All I can tell you is I know they're more than just uh, uh, rumors about Chicago daily, daily waiting until the end and the mafia helping to get the vote for him and then the mafia getting very angry at him because Bobby uh, uh, pursued the mafia and they felt they were double-crossed. That part of it is all true. All that's true. I know that part of it. Remember, I prosecuted the commission of the mafia, which requires prosecuting the whole history of the mafia. Went back to 1931. And I convicted every single one of them. I'm not a sloppy lawyer. They are. And it's proven that way, right? Just give you one example. From the very beginning, I told you he was completely innocent of being involved in any kind of Russian collusion. Who was lying? Who was telling the truth about that? Want to put up the pictures of the guys uh, lying about it? Hillary Clinton paid for it. So it wasn't just a, a, a mistake. It was a... Deliberate fraud. Uh, all the rest of them knew it was false, like Prince Obama. Uh, he's a liar. More than that, he's a guy who was involved in an obstruction of justice. But, you know, God forbid we're going to prosecute him. Oof. Man, I mean, he's way above. I mean, he's If there's a golden circle, he's at the top of it. So, so far, uh, Trump and I are batting a 1,000. Where we've been able to resolve who's telling the truth and not or not. We're telling the truth about Russian collusion. We're telling the truth about the hard drive. Hmm. We're telling the truth about the conversation with Poroshenko. We're telling the truth about Biden knowing about his son's foreign dealings and his son's business, knowing about it over and over and over and over again and I'm lying about it so often that in a trial, uh, it becomes a false exculpatory statement on which he can be convicted alone. You have no idea how strong a case exists against the present occupant of the White House. It's a racketeering case that I could have won in February, March of 2020. It's one that uh, I can I can show you uh, in great detail when I release my outline that I gave to the prosecutor, which I think I probably can do now. And that outline was put together, and that case that I could have won back in February of 2020 would have been without any knowledge of the hard drive. I didn't know about it. The interesting thing is the slimy crooks that I was dealing with Oh, that by the way, that's the Attorney General and the head of the FBI. Chris Ray, uh, recommended by uh by uh, uh, Mr. Bridgegate and uh and Barr. Both of them knew about the hard drive. So like a big jerk, I'm standing there, you know, telling them what they already know. They don't let me know about the hard drive. Much worse than that, they don't let the President of the United States know about it. And they let him get impeached when he didn't have to be. What, what's wrong with him? I don't know. That's a good question. We'll be back. I'm not sure we'll be able to answer that question, but we'll give you a little elucidation on it. We'll be right back. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Do you need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast.
1: Former
0: Mayor of New York City Rudy Giuliani on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Rudy Giuliani uh, back with the Rudy Giuliani Show. So the terrorists in um, Gaza, in southern Gaza, in um, Khan Yunis, are giving up. They're coming out of the. They're coming out of the tunnels and they're giving up. And they're asking if they can come. They heard about New York, and that this guy Adams uh, has the best uh, super ooper duper sanctuary city ever invented by man, and they want to all come to New York. And they heard that one of the presidential candidates on the Republican side, Haley, thinks that half of them are perfectly fine to come in. So they figure they got some frenzy of Biden, Adams, Haley. They don't want to stay in Gaza or Israel. They want to come to New York and join the 50 million other refugees that are here. I'm only kidding, of course. Uh, kind of. Uh but they are coming out. They are coming out of the woodwork and um still seems to me to be a long way to go. They've got thirty to thirty five thousand Hamas uh terrorists army. I don't like to call it an army, it's not an army. Uh they're like more like an organized crime group of hitmen, uh and worse. Uh so there's twenty five thousand to go if you want to eliminate them. Plus, I don't know how they ever get the top ones in Cutter, because Biden isn't going to have the Kuyans to uh, push Cutter. I mean, Cutter is too powerful. It's got a population of less than a million, but you know, they got about fourteen people in their army. That could be tough on us. It'd be really tough. I mean, I you know, we don't want any trouble with them. We're scared of them. What a pathetic creature. Uh, the the what. <laughs> The White House has now decided it can't work with CARE. Of course, that should have been decided about 20 years ago. And of course, Trump never did. CARE is a Islamic extremist terrorist facilitating organization. Has been forever, and every time I would say that, I would get attacked. Uh, they, uh, have actually been tasked by the White House to launch a tour to educate religious communities about steps they can take to protect their houses of worship from hate incidents uh and they announced commitments to counter anti-terrorism uh they just broke their um uh, alliance with them and are not going to go to the convention because the number one guy top care guy finally proved what Rudy Giuliani's been saying forever and once again the Biden people are lying and I and my colleagues are telling the absolute 100% truth about this enabler of murder rape and carnage here's the statement from nihad awad who is the executive director of care the council on american islamic relations believe me the left wing says this is a perfectly good first amendment organization and uh, us republicans and conservatives this is an example of our islamophobia here is the quote from the head at the convention. And yes, I was happy to see people breaking the siege and throwing down the shackles of their own land. We're talking about October 7th. And walk free into their land. And they were not, that they were not allowed to walk into. And the right, and yes, the right the people of Gaza have, the right to self-defense. They have a right to defend themselves. And yes, Israel is an occupying power. Does not have that right to self-defense. Okay. This is a 30-year relationship with the Democrat Party. They are so close, they're really the same thing. Care and and, and the Democrat Party. Which is one of the reasons why the Democratic Party is uh, infiltrated at almost every level with Jew hatred. If you're Jewish and you're a Democrat, we'll be back in a few minutes.
1: of
0: New York City, Rudy Giuliani. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is Rudy Giuliani back with the Rudy Giuliani Show. And we're going to have a, a little vocabulary extension program now. This is something my mother used to do with me when I was young. She would uh, yeah, I, I went through a whole period where I had to learn five new words a day. And some of these words were like, woo. I am convinced my mother would have known what this word meant. I did not, nor did Ted. Come on, I'm gonna give you up, Ted. Uh when I read it, and I am very impressed, you know, Elise Stefanik went to Harvard, and she probably went to Harvard when they actually taught courses there and not, you know, uh how to how to change the genitals and uh how to hate America and uh let let's see how we can distort uh whatever we can and let's make fun of God, stuff like that. So here here um here's what um Here's what she put out today after her, I would say, incredible cross examination of the. I never saw three professors of major institutions destroyed so quickly by one human being, than Elise Stefanik did with those phonies, who Not run just professors, Harvard. Presidents, yeah, presidents of Harvard. The univers. Uh, say that again. Harvard. Harvard. <laughs> How do you say University of Pennsylvania? University of Pennsylvania. Penn. Penn. Just, mm, man. And what was the, and what was the th- M- Oh, well, MIT. Oh. Which oh, MIT, you can't even, MIT people are so smart you can't even understand yeah. them.
1: I mean, those are the engineers. Those yeah. are the real yeah, smart yeah, ones. That means
0: they can yeah. say anything and they can actually be stupid. It reminds me of the people with foreign accents, you know, like yeah. if you have an English or German accent. If you want to be a, a, a science professor, you have to have an, a German accent. Yeah. I will tell you the formula here yeah. is for, uh, Z, uh, hey, he yeah, no question, X, M, T, <laughs> Equals y x x. Poor surprise. <laughs> so, uh, so she said that Harvard, which uh, I guess doesn't make uh, uh, advocating for genocide uh, or eliminate a total elimination of the Jewish people any, any kind of uh, an offense uh, of harassment or bullying, unless it depends on the context.
1: Well, um, yeah. but
0: she said that these do these do these things are in their text their what they call their mandatory title 9 training guide which by the way was put together by uh communist trained obama and in that all undergraduate students that engage in cis hetero sexism fat phobia and using the wrong pronouns qualified as abuse and perpetuated violence on campus and were guilty and could be removed and punished. That's cis-hetero sexism. Cis. Now, fatphobia, I guess, is making fun of somebody like we wouldn't do like to Chris Christie or Barr. Yeah. We yeah. wouldn't say like fat pig or anything like that, right? Cis. You and I would yeah. because we're gentlemen. No. And nor, nor would Trump. He's made it clear he will never call Christie a, a fat, fat pig. pig. Uh, and then, uh, or using the you wrong, do it or using the wrong pronouns. He's too classy. Well, I couldn't use the wrong pronouns cause I don't know the right pronouns to use. Yeah. And, and that would qualify. So if I use the wrong pronouns. Yeah. That's abuse.
1: Yes. But if I say
0: it's okay to wipe out all the Jewish people, it depends on the context.
1: And, and are you knowingly using the wrong pronouns or are you just not schooled in the LGBTQIA plus two? Co- Q, they must have had the
0: same democratic uh brainwasher uh Corine Gay and uh McGill from uh University of Pennsylvania and whoever the hell was there from him, I think the one from MIT didn't talk they just, he just put up numbers smart no no he answered with numbers well. He, he can't talk he just talks numbers they said how do you feel about this? he said 7 Game an equation <laughs> Two X, uh x a z yeah. Equals Y.T.Q. Yeah. Went above everyone's head so Nobody uh, questioned him. Prime. And nobody questioned yeah. him. Nobody questioned because they didn't understand him. Well, it's MIT. But now the big question. How many people, and we're going to stop and have people call in, but how many people know what cis, hetero, cis-heterosexism sexism is which could have you thrown out of Harvard? But not if you go around saying, kill the Jews. Kill the Jews. It will depend then on the context in which you're going to kill the Jews. I don't exactly know what that means. I don't know which context makes it okay to kill the Jews and which context doesn't. I wish that at had gone one step further with McGill and with Guy oh, and said, well, if it, is, if it is the context that makes it wrong or right, could you please, uh, uh, doctor, professor, whatever the hell you are, could you tell us – give us an example – of a context where it's okay to advocate genocide of the Jewish people and a context in which it's wrong.
1: I'm scared. (laughs) Well, I'm concerned that they'd they'd, they'd respond with something. I'm concerned that that's how far off these folks have become on
0: these. Yeah, I mean, it could be uh, self-defense by Hamas because the, the Hamas believes that the Jewish people don't like them, so therefore they can
1: wipe them all out. Mayor, did you ever think you'd get to a point where it's not just that, you know, these elite academic institutions, some people have always questioned, well, how elite are they really? It's almost getting to the point where you would, you don't want your kids to go there. No, no, right? no, no, no. I'm not... way
0: beyond being impressed by them. Yeah. I'm way beyond it. I'm way beyond being impressed by them. I'm way beyond being bull it's by them. Like they're, they, and, I, and I am very capable and very secure about my own intellect. Yeah. <laughs> they're stupid. Uh, Whatever happened to them, the the, the, the effect of brainwashing, the emotional part of their brain, which has become inflamed with all kinds of Trump derangement illness, has now wiped out any ability to do even the most basic, immature form of logic. Which is why you would say something like, if you make a, uh, if you make a statement, Approving the genocide of a group of people. It's either wrong or right, depending on the context in which it's made. P- particularly the Jewish people, where we have a 2,000 year history of it. So will they, will these presidents be held accountable? What, do you
1: think well, they'll be held accountable?
0: Well, there is, there is a guy, one, one guy is really putting the screws on. Uh, his name, I don't know him, but R- Ross Stevens, who's the head of Ridge Asset Man, Stone Ridge Asset Management, uh, he has a hundred million dollar donation that I guess hasn't been completed to the University of Pennsylvania, and he has now gotten himself the Davis-Polk Law Firm, which is one of the biggest, best, and most expensive law firms in the whole world, to represent him to take his his, his $100 million back uh, until they get rid of this nitwit who is the president, Liz Nitwit McGill. She was also the one that... Uh, I guess she liked uh, President Guy's answer about it depends on the context. You know, liars kind of share with each other. So let's go to uh, let's go to Patrick
1: in Wabash. Yes, um, the um, ha- Jim Jordan, the chairman of the judi- House of judici- Judiciary House, has the uh, ability to write legislation that would free Trump and all those convicted on January 6th of false charges under Article 1, Section 8, Clause 17, which says the government has the ability to exercise exclusive legislation over all cases whatsoever in in an area not more than 10 miles square which is washington dc the capital of the united states right. and all these people that have been convicted by the democrats and and even some there's 3000 that are in prison that they haven't uh, Is it that many 3000 that's what uh, that's what i heard on um,
0: yeah i'm not i mean i, I can't help you that, show. it it's very hard to get a number which once again tells you we're we're in some kind of fascist state when, when they won't tell you, when they won't be transparent about how many people in prison and who they are, then you know you're in a fascist state. You don't need anything more than that. I mean, in in America, we tell you whatever it is. I mean, we, uh, we, we knew all the terrorists that were in Guant- 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 Guantanamo. If we can know the terrorists that are in jail, why the hell can't we know the name and the charge and uh, where each one of these people are? But you can't, I mean, you, no matter what, you, you can't get this information, my friend. But in any event, I'll look into that. But you know, the problem is, Jim would have to get that passed by the Democratic Senate. Ain't gonna happen. He'd have to get it, he'd have to get it signed by uh, the communist president. Not gonna happen. Uh, he's gonna veto it, and then you'd have to get a two-thirds vote if we could get it passed the House. I mean, the Democrats are insane on the subject of January 6th. Uh, who was the reporter? I keep forgetting that was interviewing Vivek after the debate, and she, uh, she looked like she was going to start crying. Dana Bash. Oh, Dana Bash. Oh, my friend Dana. I like Dana that. or Dana. Yeah, Dana. Oh, uh, Dana. I think I like Dana very much. I mean, I used to like her a lot. I, I feel sorry for her because I think she's been brainwashed. She looked like she had an illness. Uh, Vivek was expl- explaining to her why he thinks that January 6th was a setup. And uh, he and he said I don't think it was completely a setup. I think there were some wrongdoers there, but their wrongdoing was greatly exaggerated. And then I think there were a lot of people that were entrapped. And entrapment does mean you actually commit a crime, but you've been you've been led into it by the government. The government has assisted you uh and gone so far in assisting you that you really can't convict the person of a crime. So it's a bit of a it's a bit of a squishy uh, it isn't a red line test. It's, uh, in other words, you can actually commit the crime, but if the government really instigates it and encourages you into it and plays along with you, then that's government misconduct is so great, you're acquitted, or your intent becomes so questionable, nobody's going to take your liberty away. So, so uh, he had a very good and, and uh, quite academically uh, correct. Legal theory, Dana seemed like she was floating around in a whole world of emotion and hysteria. And the idea that January 6th wasn't the worst thing that happened in the history of this country looked like it was going to break her. It looked like they were were taking away her toys when she was a kid in the the play box. I mean, I thought Dana was going to cry. She said, you're you're questioning January (laughs) 6th? You're questioning January 6th? <laughs> he looked at her like, Jesus, I wish I had some Valiant to give you. Yeah, Dana, I'm questioning January 6th. I think it was a skunk job, you know? I mean, what, what am I going to tell you? There, there might have been more FBI agents involved than, than, than other people. And, you know, nobody also has pointed out something that I told him the first day. I gave this information. Uh, uh, with my team, we, we turned it all over to the, who, uh, a U.S. attorney. <laughs> we, we naively thought was honest. I mean, he's turned out to be a complete Biden suck up skunk. Uh, and, um, if you put together the Antifa people and the F- FBI undercover is in there, I don't know who wins on who has the most people there. So the brother of uh, James uh, uh, of John Sullivan, James Sullivan, has a uh, uh, an old Twitter message two three days after January six, saying his brother got two hundred and I'm going to guess around two forty Antifa people in, and he was very upset. These are two brothers that are on opposite side of the fence. Uh, uh The first Sullivan is the one who filmed and made a uh, bunch of cash on uh, filming the murder of Ashley Babbitt, how he knew how to be there and to be there at exactly the right time with exactly the right shot. Uh, there's no honest uh, law enforcement officer in the world that would not investigate that, except you count out the District of Columbia nowadays when you say honest law enforcement. They have no curiosity about that in fact they have no curiosity about the about the uh, ashley babbitt what would easily be at least in in terms of a, an allegation a first degree murder investigation that that begins as a first degree murder investigation in my police in my police department uh five foot two woman not sure she committed a crime i'm not sure she walked in uh, uh through uh, uh, a broken window or a uh, I don't know exactly how she walked in. Uh, if they'd ever give us all the film, maybe we'd find out. But if she did commit a crime, the worst cr- crime she committed is a trespass. Uh, along the way, we have film of her of her team, and they were encouraged by the police. So whatever crime she committed in entering could easily have been uh, mitigated by the fact that it looked like they had permission from the police. You're talking entrapment. You got it on film. Uh, in fact, her team walks out of the Capitol, and the police bring them back in. Her team goes to the wrong door. The police direct them to the right door, and when they get to Pelosi's door, which they theoretically don't want them to break down, the police abandon their post and allow the Antifa person and the unidentified person to start smashing the door down. In other words, the police are standing there, and they give up their post. Without objection. And at first you think they're worried about the big crowd, and then you realize there are a bunch of cops behind them in Gestapo outfits, ready to go. Got them outnumbered. We'll be back with the mayor's final word. So,
1: <laughs> the former mayor of New York City, Rudy Giuliani. On the
0: Red Apple Podcast Network. This is Rudy Giuliani, back uh, with the Mayor's Final Thoughts, sponsored by Tunnel to Towers, T2T.org. Tunnels to Towers is there when they're needed most. When our men and women in uniform uh, are involved in a situation that uh, their families uh, worry about every every day uh, they go to work and, uh, unfortunately, have nightmares about frequently having been Brought up in a family of police officers and firefighters uh, where injuries took place and significant ones. I know exactly what this is all about. So you want to be there. You want to be there so that, God forbid, when the final price is paid, then Teller the Towers is right there with the family, giving them a check to pay off the mortgage to the home. Uh, it, isn't just the, it isn't just the financial support that involves. It's the emotional support. That's involved. And then when someone is catastrophically injured, they'll build a smart home that gives the person the ability to be independent as much as possible. And boy, does that do wonders for you, for your self-confidence. You can't do anything better in this holiday season than making an eleven dollar a month contribution pledge of eleven dollars a month. That's T two T dot org. T the number two T dot org. And do it right now boy, you're going to feel better. You really are going to feel a lot better. You know, next week is going to be a big week because I think a lot of these things like uh, the impeachment, the, the Biden impeachment is going to be um, uh, decided in terms of whether they go forward. It doesn't mean they're going to impeach him. It means they can authorize an investigation, which I think they have to do. I'm not sure. I know he's guilty and I know he should be impeached. And I know he could be convicted of numerous crimes. I know it better than anyone. And I'm 100% confident of it. But I'm not sure they sh- he should be impeached. Because I, you just have to think politically as well. Because we don't have a margin of error here for any more time with these communists running our government. Because we don't have to prevent them from making us a communist government. We are. We don't have to prevent them from having them make us have a weaker navy than China. We do. We have to change it. And uh, honestly, I am uh, I am uh, involved in this with a tremendous uh, commitment because, in my humble opinion, uh, the only guy who can do it is the guy who's done it already, uh, Trump. I mean, you take a look at the condition of this country when he turned it over to Biden. This was a peaceful world, or at least as peaceful as it can be. And now it's as dangerous as it can be with two wars going on in different and very critical parts of the world that easily could ignite into something much, much bigger. I have always uh, for years thought people who talk about world wars are being unnecessarily dramatic. They are not now, not where you have two wars going on, where uh, a number of countries are behind the protagonists to such an extent in the case of um, in the case of uh, the Palestinians that they are really pawns and they're pawns of a lot of different. Extremely dangerous countries, Iran, China, Russia. <laughs> it's pretty, uh, pretty scary what's going on. And the, uh, what, what, um, what the communists and the Biden administration have done to our military is much worse than you think. You just take a look at military expenditures that in the Trump year and now, and it's pathetic. It's pathetic. We're letting them become more militarily powerful than us, at least with respect to their goal. And their goal is to wipe us out in the Pacific. I do not believe China, at least for now, I don't think their goal is to attack us here in America yet. I think their goal is to, to neutralize our military dominance in the Pacific so then they can take what they want, which, of course, begins with... Taiwan and if you look at the kinds of tactical missiles that they've developed and the way in which they've built their navy larger than ours they want to take they want to take out our navy and other installations that are there to protect pacific now are they there yet i don't think so but they got a big question coming up over the next year and that is should they do it while they have a coward in the white house